0: Welcome to the Conscious Panor podcast, where we discuss and apply the principles of mindset, leadership, and business building strategies that align with our purpose, honor the people we work with, and generate a sustainable profit. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Conscious Panor podcast. My name is Dr. Mary Maduna Gross, and today I am speaking with Lisa Figgins. Lisa is a recovering to-do girl she finally found an easier and more enjoyable way to build her life and her business. What inspires her every day is the opportunity to support After 40 Women and Womenpreneurs to simplify life around what matters most to you so that you can do less and live more. Lisa, thank you so much for setting aside time for this conversation today.
1: Oh my goodness, of course. This is my pleasure. I love these kinds of conversations and everyone else gets to listen in, right?
0: Right, exactly. So you've got a lot to talk with us about um, life after 40, about purpose after 40, this whole do less and, and live more. I love that tagline. But before we get into that juicy stuff, I would love to know more about you and what brought you into this entrepreneurial space. So tell us a little bit about that story. Sure. Well, it's so interesting
1: because so many things come out of your own personal journey, right? Exactly. So prior to, prior to 2040, I was more on the default plan, right? Where it was just one day, the next one task, the next one, you know, kid needing to be fed or bathed or taken somewhere or dropped off or picked up or, you know, build a, whatever that was. And I really was not looking beyond my four walls and beyond the 24 hours that were in front of me. Sure. Uh, And really honestly, just in survival mode. And so for me, it wasn't even the day I turned 40. It was like January 1st of the year I was turning 40. I remember waking up and going, oh my gosh, I'm 40 this year. And I looked in the mirror and I saw a little more wrinkles around my eyes and I saw a little more pudge around the belly after three babies. And I was like, wow, what just happened? But the questions <laughs> didn't just, you know, well, they weren't just the external ones. Really the questions I started asking were like, who am I and how did I get here? And where am I going? And, you know, and prior to that, I love to tell the story that my husband, bless his heart, he was in the military. And so he would deploy and I would be home with three kids for up to a year at a time. Sure. And he came home from one of those trips and we went on a getaway weekend, right? To reconnect. My parents came to watch the kids. We hop in the minivan. So great, right? Uh, We're, you know, maybe 10 minutes down the road. He turns to me and he's like, so what are your goals? What are your dreams? What are you going to do next? And I just looked at him with this like look of shock on my face. And I was like since when have I had the time or energy to think about me and anything that I want beyond just taking care of life? Right. And, and he had been on the other side of the world, spending all this time thinking about these things that, you know, he wanted to do when he got home. And so he wasn't in a mean way doing it, but he was so excited and he kept pushing, like, what do you mean you don't have any goals and dreams? Like what? And I just, I couldn't even, I couldn't even let myself see that because I was so in that woe was me, you know, stage. And I remember just crying and we got to where we were going. He we pulled out the whiteboard and the white marker, whiteboard markers, so romantic, right? And he's like, "Okay, we're putting some goals down." <laughs> I'm like, oh, "Okay, God. I'm just gonna roll with this, right? right?" And all the goals that were, of course, all his goals. Because I still had this block in my head that I had no idea what I wanted, and you know, and they weren't bad ones; it was fine. But that whiteboard came home with us. It sat in the corner of our bedroom, up on this like trunk that we had this old like antique trunk in the corner. Eventually, of course, it fell over and found its way to the floor and didn't get any attention or intention. Yeah. Wouldn't you know, five years later, he's like, hey, what? how are we doing with those goals? I'm like, goals? What are you talking about, right? We pull that whiteboard out. We were no closer to any of those goals. And, you know, it was just amazing how quickly five years passed and life really didn't look that different in those areas that we had set that. Fast forward to just a few months ago. We were doing an anniversary getaway because we just needed to connect, right? And we had an opportunity to get away. And we hop in the truck. So no more minivan. We're out of that stage. And I was the one who turned to him a few minutes down the road and said, so what are your goals? What are your dreams? What do you want to do next? And he had a couple of little answers. But then I was like, okay, so here's what I've been investing in. Here's what, you know, and it was just, it was like I was a whole different person because I finally knew that you just have to have intention, right? And there has to be this decision, of I want to, I don't just want to be on a default future plan. I want to be in a design future plan and, and really start looking at you know, who I am and what my purpose is and what I'm called to do, and then start living that out. So from that, you know, obviously in the meantime, you know, kind of how I got to doing this, you know, through my own journey, I just started having conversations with women, you know, around them. And I noticed a lot of women you know, really, we're in that same place, and and we're asking those questions, or needed to ask those questions. And so, I started initiating those conversations. What would it look like, you know, if you knew what your purpose was, and you really started designing what your life looked like, and 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 then you know how you're going to take steps towards that every day. And that's what's grown into you know the coaching and uh, all the things that I get to offer today. So I'm still growing, and you know that means that the people that I work with continue to get more and
0: more as as I grow too. Right. So I love this whole um, context that you're talking about in terms of we're living life by default. What does living life by default really mean to you? Yeah.
1: Well, I think default is just like, it's just like the, I'm not engaged in the process of where it's in the driver's seat. I'm in the passenger seat in the back and wherever the car goes, I'm just not really even paying attention. You know, I may say I'm okay with it, but probably I'm not really paying attention. It's like when you were a kid, Right. And you went on a trip and you just trusted your parents to take you where you were going. You were just like, I don't really care. I'm not driving. Right. So that default future is where you'll be a year from now, five years from now, 10 years from now, if you don't change anything about what you're doing today. Yeah. Doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad thing, but most we are designed for growth. Right. right? We are designed, we are goal, our brain is a goal seeking mechanism. So our brain is designed just like your bike. Mm-hmm. When you're moving towards a destination, you stay balanced. When you try when you stop, you can't stay balanced sitting on your bike, right? Yeah. So the same thing happens with us. If we're not moving towards things, essentially, I think we're going backwards, right?
0: Right. Is there something magical about 40? Because I've noticed this, um, both in myself, um, as well as in my clients as well, like uh, female clients in particular. Um, is there something magical about 40? What are your thoughts? You know, I don't think it has to be 40 per se. I think it can be any
1: birthday. It can be any anniversary. It can be any just, you know, wow moment when life happens. But usually there's something that wakes you up. And I think I think the reason that 40 hits is because our 20s are oftentimes figuring out who we are, starting to establish a career, a family, you know, that type of thing. Our 30s is, you know, maintaining that. And then I think we kind of hit this 40s stage and it sounds like, wow, I'm here already. My parents were this age and I thought they were so old. Um, But you're starting to realize my kids are going to leave the house, right? Like my nest is going to be empty. And what, what am I going to do when they leave, you know, or maybe you've been in a job for the past 10, 15, 20 years, and you're kind of looking around going, am I doing this for another 10, 15, 20 years? Is this really where I'm going? So I think it's more about the legacy and, you know, that looking forward versus, you know, versus the, I'm just, you know, I'm living this, this life and and trying to kind of pull these things together in the earlier years. Right. What was it like for you turning 40?
0: Um, turning 40 for me, I was getting divorced. And um, that was really the first time that I wanted to, I was making that uh, commitment to myself. I am going to be self-sufficient. Like I'm not going to require, I'm not going to need anyone else. Now that that's not the, you know, I'm I'm self-sufficient, I can do it all myself kind of a thing. But I really had been over-relying on my husband to do for me all the things that, you know, I wasn't willing to do for myself and to really just take ownership. I guess it's that idea of taking ownership for my life. I was in default mode. You know, I had married, um, I I had actually married the first time at 20 because I thought that's what I was supposed to do. Um, realized three years into that, that's, that's not where I, I need to be. Um, And then I got married again very soon after that. And so I didn't really learn my lesson from the first time around. So at 40, I was like, okay, this time I'm going to learn my lesson. Um, I still met my husband very soon after that. So there's, there's not a large gap. But I still think that the year or two where I knew that I was probably headed towards divorce, I was taking time for myself every week. Like, what is it that I really want? Who is it that I really want to be? And I think that it was, um, there, there was no specific intention. Like I didn't say, okay, I'm going to sit down and figure out who I want to be. It was just that I gave myself time every Sunday evening. I gave myself time just to be by myself for a couple hours. And that's the kind of thing that I would, uh, I'll say, ruminate on. And I think what happened is as I was developing that vision for myself, you, you start creating that for yourself. Right. And so that's really, that, that was my, my transition at 40. Um, I think the other piece that kind of maybe slowed my progress in, in that piece is thinking that I've been doing it wrong up until now. And now all of a sudden I have to figure out how to do it right. Right. Have you encountered that either with yourself or with your clients of having to get over the judgment of where I've been and what I've done?
1: Well, you're talking to a one in the Enneagram, and I just finished listening to the Road back to you. Uh, and a one is a perfectionist or some some versions called a reformer. So I prefer the reformer as my type versus perfectionist, but honestly, perfectionist is probably a better description. Of yeah, like I think that I need to do it. Everything has to be done just right and has to be done this way. And, and I think we're oftentimes harder on ourselves in that way than we are on other people. That there are these expectations. And and here's the thing: like my daughter, I was talking to her the other day. She had to take this exam for some some technology thing that she's never used before. And she was really disappointed with her, with her score. And I just said to her, I said, you know what? You did your best with, with the knowledge you had don't beat yourself up for the awareness that you didn't have. You've never really used this piece of technology, this, this platform before. You've never had to before. Uh, So don't expect yourself to have been able to do it at a perfect standard, like somebody who's been using this for years. Right. But I think we do that same thing, right? We beat ourselves up and really we were doing the best we could with the current level of awareness that we had. Yeah. And so like in your example, every time that you had a new relationship Yes, you know, you you were a better version going into that next one, even though then the second one wasn't perfect, right? And hopefully this third one is is amazing, but it you is. know, like you, your awareness is growing, right? And yes, so yes, and with that, now you start going into that person and it's a process, right? I think sometimes we have to give ourselves grace and, and just allow ourselves to be on the journey and to not think it's about arriving at this destination. You know, this 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 whole path of personal growth is is a is a journey that I will never be done with right it will always keep going because I always want to keep growing and moving towards that that better version of myself
0: yeah you know when I hear that in fact I, I one of my clients joked uh, with me one time when that very topic came up she's like well Mary are you saying then that we're gonna need to be working together forever <laughs> <Heck yeah. laughs> you know it, it, it's not it's not that you you necessarily have to have coaching forever, um, although it's nice to have somebody walking with you um, on that path. But I would say, and what I did tell her is, hopefully this is getting you on a journey where you are continuously uh, upgrading your beliefs about yourself, your your how you identify uh, how you define yourself and what you're willing to put up with and what you're not. So, Yes, this is an ongoing journey that I don't ever plan on finishing. Like, if I'm done, like, if I feel like, oh my God, Mary, you've gotten to the peak of perfection, then what's the point?
1: Yeah. Like, if I say, I will never have arrived, right? Like yes. It's always yes. about, and think about it. When you are in one place and like you're trying to get there, right? Eventually, the there becomes the here. And then there's like another summit, right? There's another mountain behind whenever you go hiking, there's always, you know, you think you're at the top and then you get to that place and then you're like, Oh wow, there's more. Like I could go higher. I could go up to this place. I could see this view. And so I think it's that always saying where's the next place I'm growing because that's what, you know, that's what's going to keep us going and, and be fruitful and purposeful, you know, for as many days as we're given on this earth. Right.
0: Right. You know, and I think that goes back to what you were saying earlier too. Like if we're not growing, uh, we're falling off our bike. We're 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 stuck there, and that's the spot we're going to be at. That's the view that we're going to have from now until we decide to get on the bike again and and move forward again, using that analogy. Um, and so, I guess the question is: Do you want to just stay and look at the same view that you've got now, or are you willing to walk down this path, change your view, change um, your your view of who you are, and then see what the view looks like from there? So here's
1: a great illustration, Mary, this makes me think of, like, imagine that you live on an island, okay? And you've always and there's this huge mountain in the middle of the island, and you've always lived down by the coast in the water, right? And there's like this, there's like this ring of, bi- of seeing beach all the way around. And it's beautiful, right? I mean, the, the water is blue, there are palm trees, like, it's gorgeous. You can see that, you know, this tropical forest, you can see this huge mountain in the distance, like, but everything that you've seen has been at that, I'm at sea level, right? Right. And then one day, you go up that mountain to the top, whether it's because you hiked all the way up there or you got a ride up to the top or whatever. And then you look out and you're like, wow, I didn't even realize there was all of this other, you know, th- th- this is what was, what the view was, right? And all these things that I was missing when I only stayed, even though it was beautiful, when I only stayed down by the beach. Right. And so I think oftentimes that can happen with us, right? And, and oftentimes, you know, I'll hear and I'll say it myself sometimes, like, oh, I'm good, right? Yes. I'm good. Uh, which really means I'm settling, right? I'm settling yes. for this is just as good as it's gonna get, and I'm, I'm I'm just okay with that, right. right? Which you know, there are a lot of things that could be behind that, right? It Could be fear, it could be self doubt, it could be you know, this is I have a lim- limiting beliefs. It could be all kinds of things, but it essentially it's just settling, right? And not not being willing to to move on,
0: right? And and. I, I I love this image that you're drawing for us because what one of the things that I'm I'm thinking of is so we we see the view from that particular mountaintop we see what other mountains there are right what's on the other side here other areas that we can explore and we can always go back to our beach if we want to exactly right nobody's taking the beach away from us in our story here so it's really I think now a question of okay so we're on our beach. We want to see what else is possible, what else is out there uh, for us. Um, and so we have to take this journey. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some of those obstacles that you find that uh, your clients face on that journey?
1: Well, I will say my clients and myself, right? Because sure. we're all on this journey together. True. I think, uh, I think self-sabotage is number one. I think, I think especially as women, that is something that we are prone to it all is up here, right? And we tend to beat ourselves up or to criticize ourselves or to not believe in ourselves or whatever it is. Um, so I think that's a big one. Uh, doubt can tie into that. I think fear is another one that oftentimes get in the way. gets in the way. And I think expectations and comparison. And I think social media does not make that any easier. You see these beautiful pictures of everyone's highlight reel and their amazing life and their kids and what they just accomplished and this vacation they just took. And it's, it's very easy to compare our journey to someone else's highlight reel and, and feel not enough and then shrink back, you know, or kind of stay in that place. Uh, and then the self-sabotage comes, comes back in, right?
0: Yeah, I think self-sabotage can also show up in just not even wanting anything to begin with or not knowing what I want. You know, when you're talking about your, your husband come home, what are your dreams? What do you want? I don't know. I haven't even thought about it. Even when he gave me the opportunity to think about it and directly asked
1: me, you know, so put aside the fact that I hadn't thought about it for a year while he was gone and I took care of three small children, right? Now I have an opportunity. I have space with just him. We, I don't have any responsibilities of a house or kids, but in my mind, I couldn't even, I couldn't even go there, right? Because it was I was self sabotaging I was just, uh, woe is me. I'm just here to serve my family. And I'm just, I don't need anything beyond, you know, my family being healthy and happy. And and not that those are wrong or bad things, right? But I did find that I was was showing up on the outside, but I wasn't fully present on the inside. Uh, People were getting a shell of me. I had kind of withdrawn almost onto my own island, uh, using our island analogy. And I wasn't really, because here's the thing. In order for us to be able to pour out into others, whether it's our family, whether it's in our business or career, whether it's in our community, we have to have something to pour out, which means we have to fill up. So if you're thirsty right now, right? And I'm sitting here with my water bottle and there's nothing in here. And you're like, hey, listen, can I please have some water? I'm like parched, I really need some. And I've got nothing to give you. I'm like, I got nothing, right? Or maybe I just have a barely little trickle and I'm, I'm feeling bad about not giving you that much. But if I've taken the time to go fill this, and to make sure that it's full and that it's with me, then I'm able to pour out when those opportunities come. And so I think that's what's so key. When, we, when I talk with them about their purpose, it's not, here's the thing. I was a to-do girl, right? And you talked about that in my bio. I always yep. thought it was about doing more, right? And right. having, you know, do it, just doing things, right? Whether it was doing the things around the house or doing the things for my kids or doing the things in my community. And even in my business, in my initial business years, it was, I just, I got to do this and I got to add this and I got to do this. And it was just, That was my mentality, right? Because I was trying to get that perfect standard, going back to my perfectionist tendencies. And, And what I learned is that it's not just about doing more, right? Because we can be doing all day long, but we're like that fly in the window that just keeps hitting its head against the same spot or flapping its wings harder. And it will never get to that freedom it sees on the other side. It can see it, right? It knows what it wants, but it will never get there just flapping its wings and hitting its head, if it would like actually, you know, kind of pull back and look, oh my gosh, there's an open window or there's an open door or there's a crack or whatever. It could be, you know, that quick and easy just to shoop, go right yes. out over there.
0: So I think what you're saying here really highlights the importance of self-care. And I think self-care can start at any point along our timelines, right? We, we can start as uh, adolescents, um, taking care of ourselves and and being taught how to take care of ourselves all the way through. because again, i I, I want to get to the topic about purpose, but I think sometimes people can really spin their wheels in purpose. And I think, though, we don't have to wait to do self-care. I don't have to wait until I know what my purpose is before I start doing self-care.
1: we have a we have a wrong. I, I think this is my personal opinion. I think we have a wrong definition of purpose. I think that we think that purpose is about our roles. and This is where in my, in my mind I was going a minute ago and I <laughs> got lost track when I got to my fly. You know, we think that my purpose is in being a mom. My purpose is in being a wife. My purpose is in being a business owner. And those are all great roles and those are all great things. But that is not our purpose because guess what? Those things will change. The kids will leave the house. As you've experienced, you know, marriages and relationships may change. A, a, a business or a career may completely, you know, be there one day and gone the next. I mean, those things change. And does that mean you no longer have purpose? I believe that your purpose is twofold: one, to grow yourself, and two, to serve. So, if, if we go back to our analogy of the water bottle, it's filling yourself up and then pouring yourself out. And and what that looks like is now going to involve the roles, right? Right? That now starts getting into your vision of okay, so how do I see myself pouring out? And who are the people and communities and, you know, and places where I'm going to do that. But I think our purpose is, and this is what it ties in with the self-care, we have to be taking care of ourselves mentally and physically, because if we're not doing that, we have nothing to pour out.
0: Right. Right. And then we're not Um. fulfilling our purpose. Yes. Yes. Okay. So I think we've established that self-care is necessary for us to deliver our purpose, but I want to come back to these two points you're making about what our purpose is, growing ourselves and serving others. Tell me a little bit more about that and then, you know, kind of how that helps us more generalize. So it's not, our purpose isn't assigned to our role.
2: Hmm.
1: Well, I think that it really comes down to why are we here? Right. We're all, I believe we're all created by God for greatness and a purpose. Right. And it's it's not just to take up space and oxygen for however many days we have here. And we've all been put in specific places at specific times with specific people in our lives for a reason. Right. We've been given these gifts and abilities and desires and dreams and natural abilities and tendencies. I mean, even the fact that I'm a perfectionist, I embrace that because you know what? I'm really good at helping people create systems and helping them to take something as it is and make it better, right? So it's not always a bad thing. It just has to be used in the right direction. Um, And so I think that, you know, like with anything, any tool that you have in your kitchen or in your garage, right, it has a purpose. And so when you pick that up, you could use it for something else and it may help you do whatever that other task is. But when it's being used for its purpose, Mm -hmm. it's a whole different experience because it makes whatever that action is so much easier to do when you've got the right tool, right? And then that yeah. tool is being used in the right way.
0: Yeah. So give me an an example of what a purpose might look like that is generalizable like that.
1: Yeah. So like, I know for me that my purpose is to grow my awareness, my belief and my confidence so that I can inspire other women to grow theirs. Right. At, if I'm not working on those things in my life and then living that out, other, other women, right? Because my purpose is to pour into women, right? Whether they have a business or they're just in this after 40 category, or I like to joke if they will be 40 one day. So if you're listening and you're not 40 yet, you know, get on the train before you hit this age. <laughs> it's so much easier, right? Uh, you know, so that's, that's my purpose, right? And then I intentionally, because of that purpose, I put myself into environments where I am going to grow, right? So I put myself in faith um, places. I put myself in communities and environments where it's going to be about connection and where it's going to be about purpose so that I can serve my family, so that I can serve my clients, so that I can serve my greater community. And that has a ripple effect, you know, in all those different, in all those different places, but it all starts with me growing me and working on those first three things, the awareness, the belief, the confidence. Yes. Yes. Because if I'm not doing
0: those things, I'm not living it out in all those roles. Right. Well, I, this is a perfect topic for this podcast because the the conscious entrepreneur's first value is that they're in business to make the world a better place for others. That whole idea of service. Since it is such a central part of who we are, I think it's really important to really dig into this. So you and I are both coaches. I think we have similar um, purpose. I know my purpose from when I was when I was deciding what I was going to be in, in, co- in college, right, when I was in, a senior in high school or in high school, I knew that my purpose was to help others maximize their potential. And so it started out with teaching, teaching kids uh, specifically in special education, um, and then moving into leadership roles. And it, for me, again, that's another example of just how that purpose of helping maximize potential can look different, Right? Yes. Now, I'm, now I'm serving um, entrepreneurs right, who are passion-driven and want to, their purpose to be fulfilled. Um, do you have examples of other purposes that maybe from your clients so that the listener who may not be a coach, right? maybe it's not to help others maximize their potential, what are some other purposes that you have seen your clients come up with?
1: Oh, I mean, all kinds of different things. I, a lot of people that I work with have a business of some sort uh, because a lot of times we get to this stage of life and we don't just want to always work for somebody else. We want to create something of our own. And so, you know, I've worked with moms who want to be able to, you know, give an example to their daughter of how to be independent and how to build something, you know, successful. Um, I have other clients who are, you know, are just tired of working for somebody else. And so they want to create something that's, that's their own. But it always is coming back to, that tug that's in their hearts, right? That, that thing that they're naturally drawn to, that others may naturally come to them for, that thing that keep, that wakes you up in the morning, even when you're tired, right? Uh, like I was up late last night doing something with my daughter and when the alarm went off at 5.05, I was like, I got purpose today, I'm up out of bed, no matter how tired I am. Um, you know, that thing that keeps you up late at night, that you can't get off your mind, that, that you're just, it's, you know, and so that just is bubbling up in you. Uh, that is then what's what's fueling you to start, you know, taking action and to start putting this into either just a you know means of service or a business or coaching or whatever that you know tangible way that you're going to share that with the world is. Yeah, but I think you know ultimately we all you know I think we all have this. I want to serve in some
0: way. Right, right. You know, I think too. Um, the The way that we want to serve, uh, I, I think we feel it internally, right? So it's something that I want for myself. I, I help others maximize p- their potential because that's what I wanted for myself. you know, and I love it that you start with you know developing yourself first and then serving others. Um, so I see how those two fit together. So I guess I would just encourage the listener to think about for their purpose, like what is it that they want for themselves? And then is that something that they want for other people as well? That is probably your purpose. And and the way you deliver on that purpose can look different in different chapters of your life, but it's probably going to be pretty consistent. Would you agree? I would totally agree. Yes.
1: And, you know, think about those times when, you know how you've had those times and you just You have this moment and it's like everything is just flowing out of you and in you. And you just have this feeling come over you and you're like, this is what I'm made for. Like, this is what I'm called to do. I call it your ooh-la-la life, right? Like, wow, this is just amazing. And I just want to bottle this feeling up. Like, yes, pay attention to those times of when have you really felt like that, and, and start noticing how could that be connected to something that's, you know, it's, it's probably been a breadcrumb, tra- breadcrumb trail all throughout your life, right? Because usually it starts when we're
0: young. It does. And, yeah.
1: uh, and that usually doesn't change a lot.
0: Okay. So I love the, let, let's segue from purpose, which is really who we are. Like that's the core of our who. Um, and talking about what we've all been taught to do, which is the doing part. Right. I love it in your, your bio that you talk about a reco- being a, a recovering to do girl. Um, talk to me a little bit about what the, how that looks different when you're focused on a purpose. Well, I think, like, without a purpose, you're all over the place.
1: It's like going on a trip without a map, right? Without a GPS, going on a hike without a compass or knowing what direction. You know, you come to that T. And you are like, I don't know. Should I go left? Should I go right? Should I, oh, this feels good. I'm going to go this direction. And if you really don't care where you end up or if you ever find your car again, and go on the hike and go wherever you feel like. Sure. And, you know, Explore. you may or may not get back before sundown. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But for most of us, that's not really what we're intending to do, right? If I want to take my family to the mountains, we, you know, start from our driveway, we put in our GPS where we're going, and then we have a, you know, a route that, that goes there. And so a purpose is like that. It gives meaning and direction to what we're doing and where we're going. And I think what happens then, we just live in a a day and age where there is so much coming in at us, right? Where there is, we have all this stuff in our homes and in stores and we see it, you know, we keep consume, as consumers, we keep buying, 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 bringing more and more things into our world. We have this device that follows us around 24 seven that is giving us, you know, so much information and so many, you know, ideas and and other people's purposes and priorities and things like that. We have you know, schedules that are overflowing with all the commitments that we've made, all the things we've said yes to all the things we've allowed to be in there. And then we have all these, you know, all these, uh, all the self-talk that's going on here. And you know, so then we're scattered. I think then what happens is our focus and our energy and our time and our money gets, you know, kind of, it's, it's all over the place. And when it's not focused in one direction then we're not really moving towards that, right? So that's where purpose comes in. It helps us to see where should I focus my attention and intention? Where should my time be spent? Where should my money be spent? Where should my energy be spent? Because that's what's moving me towards this not default life, this designed life, right? Of where it is that I want to go in the different areas of, of my life. And so what happens is we end up just doing more and more, and then we are exhausted, overwhelmed, and we're, yeah, we're falling off the bike, because we can't keep going,
0: exactly. You know, we're huffing and puffing, exactly. Um, and and then going back and feeling badly about that, right? Look how badly, or look how hard I'm working, and, and I'm doing everything that I can, right? And so we we tell our our friends and our family these stories, and we want some sympathy, we want some acknowledgement, and yet, and that feels good, but it doesn't really change anything. We go back out. We, we get caught up in the busyness again because we think. That it, I think it goes back to that whole default uh, story that we started at the beginning of this conversation. Like, the, I think this is our default mode of operation: is is to figure out what everybody else wants from us, especially as women. How do I give that to them? That's many of us feel like that is our purpose. Um, and then it, but that eliminates that p- first part that you said about growing ourselves first. Yeah. And it's just exhausting. It is exhausting. It is. So do you have any suggestions for maybe some little baby steps that a listener could take? If, if they're feeling like, yeah, I'm caught up in this to-do thing. I'm super busy. I'm not exactly sure where I'm going. Do you have some pointers for them?
1: Uh, I would start with first decide that you are important and that this matters. Like back to your example, of when you took that time on Sunday nights, right? When was the last time that, you know, that we took time for ourselves to really be quiet, to not have to always be going, doing, serving, you know, uh, responsible for someone else and just got quiet with ourselves, with our thoughts, with our faith, with our feelings, you know, all of those things, deciding that you are a priority and, and that you want to, to be your very best. Right. And, and you're starting to pay attention and be aware of of where you are. Um, And so I think putting those regular things in, you know, the way you start your morning, you know, do you get up and then, you know, you're checking your phone and you're answering messages and you're scrolling, you know, Facebook and Instagram right away. And before you know it, a couple hours gets away from you, right. Or all of a sudden you've got all these people that you have to you know respond back to because of all the things they've been sending you and you're not even filled up yet to be able to start pouring out. Right. So that can be another way, uh, you know, even just deciding I'm going to have fun. Like I'm going to plan in some time to, to do something fun, whether it's just going for a walk or whether it's sitting out by, you know, we have a, a pond here. So I'll have to sit on the dock and, you know, bring something to drink and a book, or maybe it's a bucket list, you know, thing that you want to go do or anything in between. I think it's that first step is just deciding that you're a priority and starting to make the, some of those little decisions. Then I think the second one is really fueling that desire right? Because the way, you know, think about any fire, you know, you can have this desire in that moment, right? But if, if you don't keep putting fuel on the fire, logs on the fire, that, that, that flame is going is to shrink down, right? And you may have some burning embers for a while. But eventually, it's just going to be, you know, back to the way it was before. And so that's where, you know, keeping your purpose in front of you on a daily basis. I actually recorded mine and I listened to it. I, there's an app called Voice Loop. And I listen to it about three, four times in a row every morning, right after exercise, while I'm getting ready, so I can see myself in the mirrors. So it's like I'm looking at myself in the mirror and affirming this is my life purpose. Right. And then I listen to I have like a script that I've written for my life and the seven areas that I help women with: faith, family, friends, your field of work, your finances, your fitness, which is mental and physical wellness and your fun. And so I listen to that every day. So I'm fueling that desire. I'm fueling that fire. I can see it. I can see me with my grandkids one day and my kids aren't even married, (laughs) right? Like I can see this amazing building that my husband's building on our property and we haven't even broken ground yet. I can see all these things. I'm fueling that desire. And I think the third step is starting to declutter all the stuff that's, that's taking up space that isn't in alignment with your purpose and where you're going. Because we have a lot of things on our plate. I can't tell you how many times I have women tell me, My plate is so full. I'm so busy. I can't take on one more thing. I'm trying not to drop a ball. I mean, that was totally me too, because we just keep adding more and doing more. And, you know, really, it's there's a lot of stuff on there that probably doesn't matter uh, or it doesn't matter. It's not really what matters most to us. You know, maybe like you said earlier, it matters to somebody else. They've put it on our plate or they've thrown that ball in our juggling act. And so we feel like we have. (laughs) <laughs> that going right, yeah. But just start decluttering and saying what. Let's just simplify life around what matters most, and only say yes to the things that you, with your goal achieved, would be saying yes to. Um, and th- that just frees up space for what you really want to grow. You know, otherwise we're running around doing all these other things, and there's no time to, to for that growth to happen. There's no space for it to happen.
0: Uh, we, we've been using a lot of metaphors
1: here. I was a teacher, so I love stories because that's how I keep my students engaged is yeah. <laughs> to tell them stories, right? And that, that's how you remember things, right? It is. Maybe you can't see if you're listening, but I have something on my desk that has, it's full of Skittles and oranges. And I talk about how the oranges are like the, the nutrients of life, the, the big important things. And if you were to, and the Skittles are all the little fluff stuff, like all the, you know, whatever stuff. If you were to pour all the Skittles in my jar in first, you would not be able to fit all the oranges in. Right. But what's interesting is if you take everything out, you put the oranges in first and then you pour the Skittles in, it fills in, it all fits, but you still got the oranges in, right? Which were the most important things. And so it's just going, okay, yeah. How much of my life am I giving away to the Skittles of life versus actually getting nutrition, right? And vitamins out of, out of these important things, oranges.
0: Yeah. So going back to um, what you were talking about earlier, um, Uh, in the decluttering piece in particular. uh, I I think that goes back to the importance of knowing what your purpose is. So you know what you can say yes to and no to. But the question that I wanted to ask you, especially about that decluttering piece is um, the objection of, oh, well, there's nothing on here that I can say no to. It's all important. What do you say to that? Uh,
1: The first thing I say is, what would you say to your friend if she showed you that plate or she showed you, you know, say, for example, your closet, we're all, you know, a lot of us are listener women, right? So you think about what's in your closet and you think about those things that are hanging in your closet that don't fit you anymore. They have something not right about them. It's not the style anymore. You just don't look good or ever feel good in them, but you still have them hanging in your closet because you're like, maybe one day, or I paid money for this or right. maybe, you know, whatever, maybe I'll be back in that size one day. And then your friend comes over to help you clean out your closet. And she's like, pulling stuff out. And she's like, seriously, girl, why do you have this? When was the last time you wore this? What, you know, you never, you never, you know, pull this out or, you know, and so sometimes it's, I need to step back. And maybe even this is where it goes back to what we said in the beginning, get a coach, have somebody else who is not emotionally connected to your stuff. And I don't just mean your physical stuff in your house. Think about like those hoarders shows. What do they do? They bring in somebody who's not emotionally connected to their stuff because that person can't, they think they can't get rid of anything. They think I need all of this and I can't get rid of it. And so sometimes we just need that outside perspective from a trusted friend or a family member, but sometimes it's hard for them because they're emotionally connected and they know our triggers and they know, you know, sometimes we need that, that coach or that somebody who's find the person who's where you want to be or who's on the journey, who's further down the road than you want to be and get their perspective. You know, that's one thing I'm working through even with my coach right now is like, I have a bunch of things in a, in a list that I've made. What things do you see on here that I think these are all things I should be doing, but you know what? I don't want to be doing all these things. So what do you see, right? Get somebody else's perspective because sometimes we can't see it. We got blinders on.
0: Yeah. And you do. know what? We do. <laughs> I
1: mean, even like, with, you know, your stuff, you know, they say like, if you haven't used it in six months, right? You probably don't need it. Put it in the box. <laughs> You know, put it away to the side or whatever. So again, it could be with, you know, different things in different areas of your life. But, you know, just kind of box that up for a while, literally or figuratively, and notice what is life like without that? Do I really need that?
0: I gosh, I thought I did, but maybe I don't need it so much. Okay,
1: now I can get rid of it.
0: I remember uh, there was a time in my life when I was moving uh, often, probably every two to five years I was moving. And what I loved about it is that I was able to let go. Like, so let's say I moved uh, two years ago, and now I'm moving again. And if there's still something in a box, I haven't opened that box. I know that I don't need it. I don't even need to open it and, and, and and double check that I don't need it. I just know that I don't need it. Because A, I didn't know that I had it anyway. <laughs> and and B, I'm, I'm living without it. So I, I think that's a, a good metaphor too. that whole idea of moving and this idea of us moving from, from that beach and, and moving up to another uh, position uh, on the mountain is letting go of the things that we don't really need along the way. Right. Because they're just going to weigh you down. And it's not that they're bad things. My
1: family, we're kind of addicted to the amazing race right now. And so we've been watching the amazing race and these people are racing all over the world, which is so fun, but everything is in their backpack. And the last, the last season we watched was all these influencers. And so it was really funny because there were a lot more like girly girls in there and kind of more high maintenance people. And so at one of the, at one of the checkpoints. um, but I explained to what the guy's name, Phil, um, turned to one of the girls and he's like, You brought a hairdryer with you and you're carrying that on your back all over the world. And she's like, Yes, and I brought a curling iron too. You know, and to her, she couldn't live without her hairdryer and her curling iron, right? But it was extra weight on her as she's having to carry all of this stuff. And so sometimes it's just, is this something that's weighing me down? right or or can i lighten the load so that i have more energy to give to this goal that i have this direction that i'm
0: going you know this thing that i'm doing right it was a great a great a great lesson it is it is and again you know coming back to who can help you really let go of these things that you don't really need when we tend to just tune into the circle around us they're going to have probably the similar stories that we do about the value of something like this so they they may not be very objective as you were saying um and saying no you don't really need this and and if um you don't have anyone even like outside of your circle who may even be able to say that's not what you need what you really need is this right so it's not about necessarily replacing but maybe upgrading so again that whole idea of having a coach or someone who is outside no personal relationship at all with either your things or um, there's no impact on them whether you do it or not because if there is an impact on us I mean I noticed this with my family members right um, if there's a, a if I have a stake in what they decision they make, it's hard for me to be objective about it. But if I'm, I have no stake in the decisions that they make, then I can be completely objective um, about A, how I'm listening, and then B, how I, what questions I ask them to help them clarify what it is that they really want in that moment.
1: That is so great. And when, when I talk with my clients about the area of friends, we talk about our inner circle and who is in your inner circle. Because I, I think that a lot of us, we have, we're holding on to relationships that aren't serving us, that maybe are dragging us down. Seven out of ten Americans are allowing toxic friendships in their life on a regular basis. You know, we need to really be careful. And it's not that we can't have any connection, right? Healthy boundaries and have them in that right space. But, but who are you really inviting into that inner circle? And are you know, they always say, if you're the smartest person in the room, find a new room, right? right. <laughs> so if you're the most successful person in the circle, go find some more successful people than you are, because that's going to cause you to level up to that next, like you said, that upgrade. I love that example. Yeah. Right. So always, always asking that question. I'm, su- I'm sure that you surround yourself with amazing people because you want to grow to be like them. Right.
0: It is. And, you know, that's also one of the things that I've noticed about myself is um, that as I've gotten more clear about who I am and who I serve and and my purpose, when as I've gotten more clear on my purpose, I am much more comfortable with networking and connecting with others because now I feel like I have something really to contributes. Um, it's not just the default mode kind of thing. Um, so th- again, that's another example of just how that purpose puts you then in the the circle, in, in new circles. And you know, there's been some people Yes. Yeah. So some of the new people that I'm meeting, like, I'll probably never talk to this person again. There have been other people that I've met through all of this networking, that it's, it's almost like I've known you my entire life. We just haven't connected in a while. So how are you? Let's get caught up again. It, you know, that, that sense of we have a history when we really don't. And that is like, to me, finding a, a, a diamond uh, in the rough kind of a thing. Like, holy smokes, how lucky am I now to be able to connect with this person who I just resonate with so easily? But guess
1: what? It wasn't luck. It was intention.
0: You are intentionally growing yourself,
1: filling yourself up, putting yourself out there, and you're attracting in
0: those types of people. Exactly, exactly. So look at you. Yeah, look at me. Well, Lisa, this has been an absolutely delightful conversation. Before we go, um, let the listeners know where they can find you. Yes. So
1: you can always find me on any social platform, which is Lissa Figgins. It's Melissa without the M-E because it's not about me. That's how you can remember that. Um, And I do have a free checklist that I offer on my website. Or you can just go to it's called the Do Less Live More Checklist. So again, if you if you still want to check those boxes like I do, because I'm still wanting to, you know, have all all my all my ducks in a row. It's gonna it's gonna be the right kinds of boxes you're you're checking so that you're not doing more. You're actually doing less and living more. So it's called the do more, or do less, live more checklist. And it's at lissafigans.com slash less, or you can just go on my website and you'll you'll see it
0: right away. Beautiful. And and yes, I do wanna leave the listeners with this this strong belief that it is possible to do less and live more and be happier. Uh, in the process. So um, if you're struggling, if you're listening and you're struggling and you feel like you're getting caught up on the to-do's, then Lisa um, is here to help you get that clarity. So once again, Lisa, thank you so much for sharing your um, yourself and your expertise with us today. Thank you so
2: much, Mary. I appreciate the opportunity. Thanks for listening. We're not just a podcast, we're a community. So before you go, We invite you to join the Consciouspreneur Mastermind community. We are a powerful movement of high achieving, impact-focused entrepreneurs who are leading the charge, making the world a better place through business. We offer a comprehensive suite of tools, techniques, support, and direction all rolled up into a community-driven inspirational launch pad. We will nudge you out of your comfort zone and into your genius zone so that you can lead your business with clarity and focus. If you're looking for a community of like-minded and like-spirited people who support your personal development and business growth, well, you found the right place. Plus, we have a lot of fun. After all, if you're not having fun, you're not doing it right. Remember, we're all in this together. Check out the link in the details in the description below and help our community grow by liking, subscribing, and sharing the content. We look forward to having you join us next week. Until then.